everyone. Welcome to Gadget Talk here on the Geocache Talk Network. And thank you for joining us tonight. We know you could be watching something else, but I think this is going to be more entertaining. You can go check that out later. Nothing's going to happen for a while anyways. So, but once again, we are here. We are going to be doing a phenomenal build. We're going to be doing the Crack the Code, which I've done one of these before myself. I've solved one, but I hadn't solved it until actually I made one. And this was actually Chad taught me how to make this. So he's going to teach you guys how to make it tonight as well. So how are you doing, Chad? Doing great. It's a great night to be on. Uh, take my mind off of other things. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. We're going to build the crack the code, uh, whatever you want to call it. You can use it for many, many different things. Um, but yep. I guess before we get into that, we probably should take care of our sponsors. Yes. If you'd like to become a patron, click on the Become a Patron link on the front page of the Geocache Talk website or head over to patreon.com forward slash geocache talk for more details patrons get the now famous blackout coins and other geocaching items during the year support levels start as low as the bison tube level which is only three dollars a month log work the creators of the fantastic logbook made with genuine right in the rain paper the logbook's designed for the micro containers of the present and future geared towards the hider who'd rather go caching than doing cash maintenance find them at logwork.com that's l-o-g-w-e-r-k.com all right, so that's taken care of. Now, also, I want to let everybody know we have got the build list, and we were working on it beforehand. And if we come up with more parts that we need to put in there, I'll put them on as we're going through it. But you can go to it, and I'm dropping it right now into the chat, and it's at geocachetalk.com, crack the code. So that is where the link for to be able to get the build list on there. There's a lot of different things on there, from the Arduino that you're going to need to the battery holders, some wire, different keypads, different uh, breadboards, and there's a whole kit. If you just want to buy the kit, you can pretty much get everything in that as well. So, But that's all of it, except for the pre-wired LEDs. The pre-wired LEDs are not in the kit. So, But we've done so many with those pre-wired LEDs. Hopefully, you still have them. And if you don't, and you've gone blown through the 140 that's in there, awesome. I want to go come find your caches. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, all right, Chad, let's get started. Okay, great. Well, um, to start out here, and we we're talking about the kit. So you can buy this individually or a kit. If you don't have any Arduino components, then you may want to buy the kit to start out. Uh, I think the one we put on there was like $36. Yeah. Um, which should probably, it's probably a little bit more than if you bought everything separately, but it would give you a lot more options in the future, a lot more uh, um, modules to use with, with the Arduino that you can use in the future. So, um, but. Again, that's up to you. Um, tonight, we're going to be working on the Crack the Code, which is going to be, a, uh, we're going to be using a uh, four by four keypad, um, a 16 by two, which we can actually, I guess, go to it, a 16 by two um, LCD display, and then um, an Arduino Nano is what I'm going to be using uh, to build this. So it's not going to be too much. Now, tonight, we're going to actually work with just, we're not going to use the i2 uh c display uh which is only a four wire that comes out we're going to go ahead and go old school with this where we have to use a, a 10k potentiometer uh to run this and then also 12 wires versus four but right. uh want to teach you the painful way first right and i do know unless they changed it in the kit when i did they did the kit version of this this is the way i had to do it too they didn't have the i2c in there yet they might have changed that now with some updates but i don't know so yeah, yeah, you have to look at the kit, um, and that's up to you. So we'll we'll be covering the I2C display here at some point. But uh, when you're making this, you can go with either the, the 16 by 2 um, display um, or, if it didn't have out, but you can go with the, uh, a 4, a four uh, by 20 as well, uh, or 20 by 4 uh, display to that, which is, a bigger display and it gives you more lines right it's up to you it's a real quick simple change in the code which we can show you as well um but this is compact it fits in a lot of caches or a lot of boxes so we're just going to start with this if you could slide the the breadboard up just now to your left right. a little bit there you go right there okay <laughs> yeah we're working on a new camera for the build cam because it seems like we just cannot get it to focus correctly there we so. go there's focused 
There we go. Good. It's going to be for now. close, but it'll work. So what we're going to do is start off with our wiring on everything. So if you notice on the breadboard, um, and the reason why we're doing this on the breadboard is to teach people um, so you can actually experiment with it without actually having anything put in permanently. Right. Um, so if you have a bigger breadboard like this and you're not getting power from one end, but you have power going in, it's probably because you don't have these jumpers here in the middle. So you'll need these two jumpers here to get power onto this side if you're running something off of this board here. Right, because uh, that's, basically, that's basically two breadboards put together, and it just has that jumper in the middle. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So um, anyways, that's what those are for. So if you're not getting power, check on that. Um, so I have everything installed. These come out very easily. They're just, go ahead, they have the pins on them already. And I just have them popped in there. And, you know, if you're putting this out and you're not into, you don't have the soldering skills you may need or you don't want to purchase um, the uh, the boards that we use on here, the the, uh, the soldering, the, name of, the PCB. Uh, yeah, the yep. PCB um, boards uh, or terminal boards, what I meant to say, uh, that you screw down, um, then the breadboard, you could actually take this and once you get all the connections in, and I did this for a couple of my first ones just to see if I'd like it. And I just hot glued them in the, the wires to make sure they wouldn't come out. And I think one of them right. I still have out. So, right. And I know that's how uh, WV Tim does his, when he's put his out, they were all uh, glued in there itself, not soldered. Yeah. And, and I don't do that anymore, but that's, you got to start somewhere. And if you're just experimenting and you're not hundred percent sure, that's not a bad way to go. No, no, it's not. We are going to go ahead and start here. So I'll add a list later on. So I write up, sorry, I got my arm there. Something I'm going off of here and I'll actually put this on there. I have a sheet of how I run everything and what it goes to written down that I'm okay. going to go off of. Uh, and then I'll just uh, type one up and we'll add it to the, uh, we'll add it the to list the under gadget. Yeah, exactly. So, all right. So first thing we're going to do is let's wire up the, uh, the LCD. Okay. So what we're going to need in order to wire these up are jumper cables um, here for the, the uh, breadboard. So I happen to have a ton of them here in a box, but if you don't have them, they're great to purchase. I have, you know, you can buy them in packs like this here, rip them apart. Um, they work extremely well. Um, I actually have the one, the cache I have that's hot wired or, or hot glued in actually has like five of these in a row <laughs> glued together <laughs> or taped together to go to the button. It's, it's kind of hokey, but it actually works and it's never had an issue. So I've never, never yeah. taken it down. I figured once it has an issue, I'll just put it back with something that works great, but it's been running for three years or more. Yeah. At this and, point, you just might as well replace it once it has to be done. Oh, and we just yeah. lost the build cam. Darn it. That's the second time that's happened tonight. So, and to let you know, we have though that the jumper cables are in the build list itself. So we do have that. Yeah. We lost that whole computer because you're the um, other screen was there as well. So, but um, so what we, what I'm going to show here is. Um, so here is the parts list that we have right now up on the website. So we have um, the Arduino. All the edit information is already all right there. So you can jump in there and find it. And once again, that's at uh, geocachetalk.com uh, forward slash crack the code. And there's all the parts that we have on there right now. So just uh, to let you know. All right. I got those back up and we're adding that back okay. in. Hopefully we don't have a continuous problem with that tonight. Yeah, hopefully not. It's, but if we do, we do. It's, I mean, it's, <laughs> there's crazier things that are happening tonight, but this this is great. Hey, just finding our way. Uh, no problem. We're just getting started, so you're <laughs> just in time. Yeah. So um, now when you look at these jumper cables, there's many different sizes. Um, there's three sizes, technically, I guess. Uh, there's These are the small ones, and then there's a medium and then a large cable um i don't know what these are like i think it's uh four six 
and 80 inches if I remember right, but I could be wrong. Actually, these are even bigger. So there's many different sizes you can pick. I'm going to go with some short ones so we don't have wires going everywhere. Yeah, because this, this does get messy. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is going to look like a rat's nest. So uh, first thing we're going to do is on our breadboard, you're going to start out here on this end. And so if you look at the, the screen here, uh, you can see what the writing on the top. Um, oops. If I can get it in focus. There it is. There, there we can see okay, it. Okay, so you have VSS, VDD, VO, RS, RW. So the, all those go to a pin, power, or ground, or the potentiometer. So what we're going to do is start with, we're going to start from the left and work right on all this. So your VSS here uh, is ground. So we're going to go right up here. So what I'm going to end up doing here in the end is running a ground to the breadboard and also 5-volt. And so that's right. going to go ahead and power up this bar, which will get us power for everything. Now, you can also, if you want to make it a little bit cleaner, if you notice these wires I have on here, you can use those, which make it a lot cleaner. Everything's a lot shorter. Um, I'm not going to use that tonight, but they come in a pack like this, and they're actually pre-cut and bent. Right. Um, and I end up cutting them to the lengths I want, but those work extremely well, and they make it a little bit cleaner. We're going to use these jumpers for tonight right or the the wires that we have in our build list as well you can get those that way as well yes and i will put a the those pre-jumper wires in there into the build list as well perfect uh okay and the next we have vdd which is your five volt power into the screen and then after that we have our vo which goes to potentiometer uh, and this is a 10k and so if you look at the bottom of this, it has three pins that go in to it at some point, if it will focus. Anyways, there's three pins that go into it or out of it. Uh, and so the middle one goes out to the screen and the two side ones is plus and negative or you're positive and negative. Make sure I put that in the right way. Yeah, that looks some good. more. <laughs> oh, the, yeah, it's focused a little bit better. I went a little bit closer. Yeah, it looks. So we're gonna look, go right into this, the out from the potentiometer, and then. Well, I don't use these wires very much. There's some that are a little stiff, broken. Yeah. Oh. Um, and then the next is RS. We're gonna go to AO on your Arduino board here on the Nano. Um, I could move the board closer so I don't have to use such long wires, but I'm just going to go ahead and use a couple longer wires for that because these smaller ones are not going to, it'll be quite the stretch to get it over there. So we'll go something a little bit. Oh, here they are. I had this wired up. I showed Derek it was working before the show and then I pulled all the wires and I was like, where did all the wires go? <laughs> I put something on top. Okay. Uh, so we're going to go from the RS to the AO. And on these breadboards, you have a bunch of slots here, like four slots you can choose from on there. So you don't have to get them. You don't have to make everything really, really tight next to each other. Um, so you can actually put this anywhere in here. And then same with on this side. Right. Um, so we're going to go to AO, A0, right there, which is on your Arduino. You can see where it's labeled as well. Now, if you're using wanted to use like a the bigger the Uno, you could use the Uno versus the Nano as well. But we're just using the Nano tonight. Yeah, and if you use the Uno, you can go directly into the Uno. You don't need to use the breadboard for parts for the uh, part of it for the um, they go directly into the pins because uh, the Uno actually has uh, the ports for it to go into. Right. Uh, and then now RW is the next thing that's going to go to ground. So I'll use a shorter one. Now, these are, there's all different colors of these wires. I know where everything's going, so I'm not worried about it. When I first started, I was, I had to do them by color. So ground was, was black and power was red. And I used to have it all listed out. And now that I've done it for so long and they, I'm, they don't worry about the color. <laughs> uh, so we're going to go to ground with that one. Uh, and then E, which is the next one. So there's six on this side and six on the far side, and there'll be a couple in the middle that we don't use. 
So E is going to go over to uh, A1. So I'm going to go ahead and use another longer one for that. So perfect. So that side of the Arduino or the LCD is done. Now we're going to go from this side, and I'm going to work actually now from my right to my left. Um, so we have again K, which is on this side here, is going to go to ground. Okay. Let me make sure I'm in K there. And if we're going too fast, uh, well, just watch it again later because um, we don't yeah. want you stopping right now to rewind because then you won't catch up. But also, we'd love to hear see your comments on this your comments on what you want to think about this cash cash build as we're doing this right now. Uh, so just put those over in the chat itself. Uh, love to hear how everybody's doing tonight, and just, just let us know in the chat. So just keep it going. Yes. So the second one here from the right is A, and that goes to five volts on the breadboard. Uh, and then after that, we got your D, your D7 on your screen is going to go to your A5 on the board. Sounds like we're playing bingo. Yeah. Or Battleship. Battleship. Oh, that'd be a fun cash. I've seen actually some games <laughs> like that that I thought would be fun, but I'm not that smart to make them. Um. And then next, we're going to go with D6 to A4. It's a miss. And like I said, once if you're watching this on the replay, um, you can always pause and rewind back and forth. Um, so that that's great because I know I may be building another one of these, and I probably will be watching this same video to come back and do it again. Yeah. After you make your first one, you'll be like, oh, that was really, really easy. Right. Um, and then now we're going to go with uh, D5 to A3. Because what makes it really easy is that Chad's already done the heavy lifting and has already built done the code for you too. So. Yeah. And that will be later on posted in case we make any notes to it. Actually, I guess it won't be posted. You have to email me for the code. Um, but it, I didn't want to post anything or have it, uh, available right the second in case we change anything into the code or add any notes. Right. Uh, and I'm, and I am working on to be able to add the codes to the website itself. I'm in the process of trying to figure that out. So you eventually, hopefully you'll just be able to download the code directly from the website itself. Yeah. So that'd be nice. Uh, and then the last one for your screen is going to be your D4. It's going to go to A2. Okay. I'm going to use a longer one than that. So once you once we have the code and all the notes on that, you can email gadgettalkpodcast at gmail.com to be able to get that code to be able to put uh, for this build itself. And um, so, yeah, like right now we're doing this, the the two, the 16 by two LCD screen. And I cannot talk. I need to drink more coffee or something. Um, but the, there's a lot of them that you're going to find are, are the I2Cs. And like Chad was saying earlier, those have the four wires out of there. Um, but there is a little bit of a tweak to the code itself to be able to do that. And this one is a lot easier to use because you don't have that tweak. Isn't, you don't have to do that tweak. And this is, like I said before, the, if you get the kit, this is the one that they have in the kit itself. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, now what we need to do is power our potentiometer. And so we knew that in the middle is is our lead that goes to the potentiometer. Now we need to power the potentiometer. It doesn't matter what side you go into with the positive or negative. You just need to go into one of the sides. Right. So we're going to go ahead and add the sides there. So if you notice this, I'm leaving the middle open because that's obviously going to the screen if you can see that little space right that's empty in there we have that's what this side here's in um, okay so we want to and so that will actually end up being able to adjust the screen right contrast so okay so that's it for the screen so eric um, i'm glad you bought that kit and yeah, it can seem overwhelming because there's just so much stuff in there, but it really walks you through it nice and easy, really slow. Don't get overwhelmed with just seeing all the parts and everything. Just go ahead and open up the program and just start walking through it. Um, and 
th- this build was probably one of my first builds that I used uh, to doing this. So this is a great way to start is with this one. So hopefully this will push you to be able to do that, these builds. Yeah, and I think that this build, you, you can use this in so many different ways. This is a great build to learn. Um, you We can end up adding an RFID card to this if we want to uh, and taking away the keypad. Um, there's so many different options you can do with this that this is a good place to start. Right. Uh, okay, so next we're going to go ahead and do our keypad on here. So we're going to do our... Four by four keypad. Now the way the way it's called four by four is because there's four buttons this way and four buttons this way. If it was a four by three, it'd be four and three. Right. Um, so I like the four by fours personally. I think it looks cool with the multiple colors on here, um, and I think the looks of the caches is, is one of the best things on on a cache. If you can get one that looks amazing, it's all about looks. It um, is. It... <laughs> That's why yeah. you have so many favorite points, Chad. Yeah. Um. You can't say it in front of Adi because he's like, is he second I, in, the, in the U.S. or something like that? I think so. So, um, let's see. Okay, so our keypad. So, on the bottom of your keypad here is going to be our where we're going to pin out of here. Um, and we're going to go ahead and start on this one from our right and go left. And then we're going to be going in. So, on the last one, we went to the D, the G, digital, or the the A, the analog pins. Now we're going to be going into the digital pins uh, with okay. the keypad. So we're going to go ahead and start adding our our but our re, our jumpers, jumpers. <laughs> to the keypad to the right side. And so this one here is going to go to pin two on the digital on the D side D two. Okay, and then the next one. Is going to go to D3. It's okay. going to be really simple. And the next one is D4. It's not the right jumper. Next one's D5. I kind of see a pattern here, Chad. Yeah. Well, the next one's going to mess you up. And and there you can go and download different keypads. This is the one I originally got, and I've just never changed from it. Right. Um, Because I'm lazy. But I like that uh, one, too. It came in the kit, and then I went and bought a whole bunch of other ones, too. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a code that will do these all in a row. On this one, for and I don't know why, but this was the the one I downloaded on the Arduino site. Um, The next one here goes actually to nine d9 yeah that's weird (laughs) but (laughs) hey that's what happens now that keypad has this is a sticker on the back of it as well so if you're putting it on something it'll stick to um the cache itself um i don't think it'll stick to wood very well so you want to kind of have maybe acrylic or um something a smooth surface for it to stick to yeah. So the next one will go to D6. And then D7 and D8 for the next two. It's so just goes, that middle one that really messes you up. The middle one, and then it starts working backwards. Yeah. Well, I want to thank everybody for joining us tonight here um, on Gadget Talk. Um, this is kind of a little bit different. We're doing a smart cash build. We've done some other ones. And uh, I think we're looking at doing some other stuff. Or I think we're, we were talking earlier that we're probably going to do like a smart cash and then do like a regular gadget cash and kind of bounce back and forth between the two different ones. So we're not always doing the same one uh, all the time. Yeah. And honestly, send us an email. And, and I have received some emails recently here that we'll actually be addressing uh, on on the the podcast here soon. Um, but send us an email. If you're interested in more Arduino stuff or a certain type of Arduino project, let us know if you want to see some other type of basic caches, not using Arduino or anything. Uh, let us know. Cause we're, you know, we're relying on you for uh, the information, you know, to know what you want to right. see. And you can do, right? you can send that to gadget talk podcast at gmail.com. And who knows if, if we don't do it here on gadget talk, 
I may do it on my channel. So, so you'll be able to get it both ways. And sometimes I'm going to be doing some builds on my personal channel um, that we've done here and that we've done. I haven't done in a birdhouse. I may take this, what we've done here and put it in a birdhouse or see how different ways that we can do it. So this is what we're trying to do here is just more of a jumping off point of how you can do these caches. And there's so many different options on all these different caches. Yes, exactly. Okay, so that is it with the keypad. Now, I also added a couple of LEDs so you know if it's locked or not. Um, so I added a green and a red LED. And I actually end up putting the pins on the LEDs myself. Um, but you'll have to either and you'll have to either solder them so they're solid or go ahead and put a pin or something on them to stick them in. Uh, right. That'll be up to you. Because we've had this discussion before, the pre-wired LED wires are so thin, it's so hard to get them to put into this thing. Yeah. Um, so our ground, our negative, which is the colored wires on these crazy LEDs, um, our red LED uh, is going to go into pin 12. Should be the last one on this side here. And our green LED should go into pin 13, which is on the opposite side. There. Now, the last thing we have on here is I actually also included a servo. So um, you don't have to use a servo on this cache, but I thought it's really easy to add. I'm just going to add it, and you can leave that part out of your build. You can leave it in the code. Nothing will happen, obviously, if you don't have a servo hooked up. Right. And you could do this with a latch. You could do this with like a, a servo. I think when I did this itself, I used a type of latch. Um, yeah, you used a 12 volt latch. It was a 12 volt latch. Right. And that was really cool um, that I used that on. Um, not like the one that we've, that I've done recently with where it just slings out the hasp, but this, the different type that just kind of had the, like a regular doorstop, uh, latch part yeah and i, I don't remember what that's called <laughs> yeah the new ones are like more of a trunk latch but that pop open right um they're a solenoid latch so yeah chad's what kind of walked back there he's scrounging oh, through yeah. his his, his uh, walk off of the screen so i think the first one you did was was one of these correct which that is the is... latch yeah so when you close the door, it automatically goes back. It's a solenoid that opens electricity, and then, um, yeah, you can't open it. So this takes quite a bit of power. Um, I, I'm i not a big fan of them. I like the look of a of a door popping open. I do, too. Of it. I think it's just cool. So. It, it, it about scares you. That one, I mean, it has that clicky sound, but that one you actually have to add a um, – what was it? it? You have to add a um, – a switch in there too. A switch, a relay, relay. Yeah, right, exactly. And so then that's a whole nother step. Whole nother set of wires. Which and depending <laughs> on what you're using on the other one, you may need to add a relay as well. It depends how much power you have going in. Or... Right. Okay, so on our servo, we have three wires coming out. You got your ground, which is brown, positive is red, and your com your communication wire is the orange yellowish color so we know what the red is going to go to our five volts if i can get it in brown's going to go to our negative and then our communication wire is going to go to pin 11. all right okay now the last thing we have to do is to get power from the board over here to the breadboard. Okay. Now, there's other ways to power this, but this is the way we're doing it tonight. Yeah, we're just going to plug it into the computer tonight, correct? Right. We're just using the power off the computer. And I have the other stuff I can show you. So we're going to go from 5 volts here out to the positive terminal. And then we're going to go from ground... here to the negative and that should be all everything there is 
All right. So we're all wired up. It looks like a rat's nest, like we said it was going to look like with wires everywhere. And that's why if you want, you can, like we said, you can do it this way and you can glue it. You may have to, depending on how you do it, you you may have to have the jumper cables, uh, jumper wires also on the LED screen to be able to pull it off the the breadboard a little bit if you needed to. Um, Yeah, what I would do... Because you have pins on the back of the LED, uh, the LCD screen, I would use the female to male jumper cables, uh, and so that way you're plugging right into the screen, and then you can move your screen or mount it to whatever you want, and then you can mount the breadboard anywhere else that can reach. <laughs> All so. right, so Adi has a question. He goes, "Why is it called a breadboard?" I have no idea. It's that we can Google it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. As I will search for that answer right now as uh, Chad continues. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So now what we need to do is upload our program to this. And so we're going to go ahead and switch over here to this. We'll make it big so we can see. So this is the program we have for the for this cache, uh, for this build. Uh, so you need to include a couple libraries. You need to include the Chris, liquid crystal display um, library. You need to include the servo library and you need to include the, the keypad. And what those libraries are, it's going to tell the the program what it, what it needs to run these. Okay. Um, All right. All right. So I got the answer and burnt turtles. You're pretty almost correct. It says a breadboard is a construction based for prototyping of electronics. Originally the word referred to literally breadboard a polished piece of wood used for slicing bread. In the 1970, the solderless breadboard, a.k.a. plug board, became available, and nowadays the term breadboard is commonly used to refer to these uh, because the solderless breadboard does not require soldering. So there's your answer of that. Thanks for asking. And Burnt Turtles, you get a gold star. And we even learned something tonight on our own show. (laughs) Um, So... Oh man, I'm using the wrong mouse. Um, so we're we're including all these now. We're going to change our password, and you can see where I commented out here on the side uh, that this is where you'll change your password. Now I have oops, had that wrong for what I'm using this for, but it doesn't matter. I'll show you how to change it. You can have twenty numbers in there if you want. It, it's up to you. So you'll put in your code. I just have one, two, three, four. Um, this is all the positions, this, this next part's the keypads. And I really don't want to get too much into that there because it's going to be, it'll take all night long. Um, and then you can see here I have, I'm calling out the pins. So for the, the red led is in 12, uh, and that means it's in lock and then green is in 13, which is unlocked. Okay. And if you want to learn more about the coding, uh, we did do a, an episode with DJW House and he went into a lot more coding. And I see DJW House is in the house tonight in the chat room. Thank you for joining us. And so we um so always can you always go back to the previous uh, gadget talks and you can see that when we did the talked about the basics of Arduino coding and got into this. And uh Dave did a phenomenal job of helping us out on that one because he's a lot deeper into it than Chad and I can be sometimes. And he's who we call on. He's who we call when we have a question. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) And, and, you know, if it's something that he would like to do or the the audience, maybe we'd have him on and he can kind of explain more about the the, writing the programs. Um, But uh, we'll just keep moving on here. Um, So this is a liquid crystal display. And so this is what's going to call out where everything is going here or our pinout. Um, and then right here is calling out the screen. So it's a 16 two screen, um, here. And then I have the red, again, the pin mode for the, the lock and the unlock here. Uh, and then this is calling the servo here is attached to pin 11. So you can change that if you want to, um, you just got to make sure you change it everywhere else in the code that says where the pin is coming out or where the servo is connected. Um, and then the lock position is true. Um, and then, um, over here is the keypad characteristics uh, on here. And so um, this is when you type in a code, you're going to have a star that's going to pop up um, right here when you're typing in a number. 
in the middle of the screen. And so that's what this is. And I honestly can't explain to you exactly what it means, um, but because I'm not that smart. But uh, here it will tell you if you hit the star or pound button, it will actually reset the screen. Uh, so if you make a mistake, you type in two numbers, you're like, oh, those are wrong. You can hit star or pound to restart uh, in putting your code, to clear the code okay. uh, that you're inputting. Um, and then right here is where you change it. So right now the key pressed, it's looking for four presses. So if you want to change it to 20 or six or 10, you need to change this because that's what it's looking for, how many times it, it is pressed. So we want to do a three code, you change that to three uh, or three press code or three button, uh, number code. Uh, or if you want to go to six, whatever, that's where you need to change that. And so it will look for that many presses before it says you're wrong or check it to see if it's right. So, okay. uh, and then right here is what the LCD is going to print. Um, now your first line is considered zero. Uh, and then your second line is considered one. And so you see the zero here and, and zero. So zero is, is the position of the cursor. Um, so you have 16 spaces to have the cursor and it's going to start at zero. And on the first line, which is zero, and it's going to say code. And, oh, you know, this is kind of funny. This is one of my first codes I ever wrote, and I didn't know what, how to work this. And so I put spaces in to make it centered. I'm going to take that out because that's not correct. Well, it yeah. works. <laughs> so this code's going to be the first line, and, and I'll show you exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, and then we're going to go ahead and change that back. So this is what you, is going to be on your screen when it pops, or this is what's going to uh, pop up when you enter the wrong answer. So this is the wrong key. It's going to say code denied. And it's going to show it for four seconds. So again, on the Arduino, every second is 1,000. So 4,000 is four seconds. Uh, and then it's going to do a reset a position that says fail. Um, not a big deal. And then here is the cursor set. And so I actually changed this today, which is why it's done correctly. You don't see all the spaces. First line is zero, but I have it over on the... It's going to start on the third cursor. So it's going to have two spaces, two blank spaces, and then the third cursor will start the gadget talk will be the first G. And so the point of that is to center the, uh, the wording on there. So, uh, and then the second line, which is number one is set for four spaces over that says podcast. So it's going to say gadget talk podcast, uh, when you get it correct. Uh, and then that will stay for five seconds. Now, again, you could change this. If you want it to stay unlocked for longer, you can go, you know, you know, 10,000 would be 10 seconds. It's right. completely up to you. And the, and the forward slash is in there where it says force, double forward slash lock after five seconds. That's that's just a, a, a note in there itself. That's, that's, just, not part of the yeah, that's just as reminding me. And that's what I kind of want to put in. Uh, and that's, I kind of put them in in certain areas so you would know um, what you need to do in those er in those spots. So like uh, up here, if you want to change the password, change the password here. Those are just comments I put in. So anybody who's doing this will know, okay, that's where I need to change it. Right. Um, and then there should be one down to the key press as well. I guess I didn't do it here, but we can write it in. Um, and so two, the, two slashes and then, uh, sorry, my, 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 this computer's way up in the air. It's <laughs> all right. So once again, uh, if you want to get this code, if you're looking at doing this build, go ahead and uh, you'll send us an email at gadgettalkpodcast at gmail.com and we'll be able to be able to send this code to you. I am working on being able to get the codes actually onto the website itself. So you wouldn't have to email us. You could just download them there. But right now it's not working that way. So I am in the process of getting that set up. So go ahead and email us at gadgettalkpodcast at gmail.com to be able to get this code. And this is a really great code to start off with, um, especially uh, Chad's putting in these comments in there as well. Um, so that really helps out quite a bit on there. So Eric, right. No, you did it. Okay, I put, I put the D that doesn't need to be there, right? <laughs> Diddy jits. All right, so so yeah, so we'll just go ahead and send us an email, and we will um, be able to get that to you. Okay, and then um, we can put in here. Yeah, lock after position. Hopefully, they can get that. Um, I think that should be pretty simple. 
And then this is your main screen here. Um, so this is what the main screen is going to say uh, when it comes up. So we're at zero, zero, it's going to say enter safe code. And then he, on the second line, there's not going to be anything, right? This is where those stars are going to pop up uh, when you enter the code that we showed up above. Um, okay. And those are called asterisk. Asterisks, yeah. Yeah. So let's go ahead and plug this in. And we would obviously compile our code, which is the first one here. Make Set sure it works. Mark. And it's usually sometimes takes a few seconds. And then you would go ahead and hit upload um, to the to the board. All right. So let's go ahead and go back over to the build cam. Which is just showing me the keyboard right now. Yeah, yeah, I kept bumping it. There we go. So now you're gonna get this, you're gonna be like, oh, nothing's popping up. Let's get down here a little bit closer if we can. Let's see if we can get it. Maybe move there. the screen that way. Um, now nothing's popping up. What's going on? Oh man, I gotta rebuild this. What I do wrong, stressing out. Now you have your potentiometer here that you need to adjust. So it's a dial, and so you need to actually adjust this until you actually can see. And we know it was working earlier. In so theory. now I might have something messed up. Let's sit up right. Hang on here. So I look on top and make sure I ran everything right because I'm trying to do this in an angle. Oh, so yes. Yeah. There we go. And one pen out of place can mess everything up. There we go. There we go. Now so we can see. Now it. you. Now you're gonna. So what I did was I had actually two positives running, or two, yeah, two positives running into it. Okay. Um, so push no it just deal. a little bit. There yep. you go. So if you see this, you can adjust the curve. You can adjust the screen, so you can actually see it. And you need to decide how you want to. What's going to be the easiest way to see it? So on our code, remember where it said the 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 code is going to the the main screen is going to say enter safe code, uh, and so that's what it says. And then when we type in the code, which was one, two, three, four on our keypad, which I will do, let's get that servo out of the way. Now, if you notice here too, real quick, is you have the two LEDs here, and I should have put this, I was gonna build a full one together just so I can show people. Hang on, I have to undo this. The LED is running through the cable. Oh, and it looks like we just, oh, you unplugged it? Yeah, I unplugged it, yeah, because I had the LED running through the middle of it. All right, so yeah, we're getting, so we're getting the power directly from the computer itself. And I did put in the, on on the website itself, there is the, there's a nine volt holder and also a double A uh, holder for there to be able to run power to it. Right. So, um we're going to type in one, two, three, four, and your red LED should always be on when it's locked and it should turn green when it unlocks. So we'll hit our one, we'll enter the one, which the asterisk is in the middle now, two, three, four, and then it'll turn green, the LED, and then it'll give us that word that we we put in there, which is Gadget Talk Podcast. And then um, you now, also heard the servo going too in the background. You heard the servo. I'll go over that in just a minute. Uh, so if we get it wrong, we'll hit one, two, two, three, and this says code denied. All right. And the LED will stay red and then it will go back to the beginning. Uh, if we mess up and we want to start over, we hit the star button and it clears or you can hit pound and it clears. Okay. Um, one, and then over to the servo. Um, Again, if you get it correctly, it will open. And so we'll hit the one, two, three, four. Can't quite see the servo. There we oh. go. I saw it spin. <laughs> a, little, <laughs> a little close for that. And then it will go back after five seconds. So if you if you have a cache that you want it to close, like, which I think, you know, that's what we should do is build one of the bison tube ones um, yeah. that use a servo. In fact, I just got done printing one 15 minutes ago. Um, so we type in the one, two, three, four again. You'll see the turbo turn nine degrees and then it will go back after five seconds. Now you can adjust how long the servo is open for. Um, that is completely up to you. We can go back here to the, the screen here and the servo position. Did I, did I show that on here already? 
I don't think so he it's did. 90 degrees, and then the servo, I can actually comment, put a comment in there. Uh, yeah, lock after five seconds. Okay. Is it the screen? No, that doesn't look right. Uh, should say servo. Yeah, so we're looking through for trying to find the servo on the on there. Um, just find how much does the power does the servo draw? It really doesn't draw a lot. Um, very little. I mean, we're running all this off pretty much off of five volts, anyways. Um, so it, you know uh, what? It's going to go off of what the the lock and unlock is that you put the main screen at, actually. Uh, so it's running through this. So if we change this to ten. The servo will count. Will do the same thing as the LED in the screen. So we'll go to ten thousand and upload okay. that. So, do you know the exact amount of how much the servo pulls, Chad? Um, you know that'd be a good question for Dave. I think it's five volts. I think you can do it on three point three, but let me see what it says on here. It depends. There's so many different types of servos too. So this right. is a small one that came in the kit. Um, I have bigger ones that we use on RC cars that use five volts. Um, I think it depends on how much you want. So okay. Dave says it, you got that. Yep. Micro server, maybe uh, 0.1 amps for a short time. So it doesn't take, take a lot. <laughs> okay. So we'll go back oh. to this screen. So we change it to 10 seconds. So let's see. One, two, three. Four, it should stay open for 10 seconds. And then everything else, the LED, which is green, should turn red. And then the screen should go back. So everything does everything is all together. Right. So you just enter you just change that one code and it will adjust everything together at one time. All right. So just finding our way at SAS, how much is the the power does the trunk latch draw? The one that um, that we've that I've been using on the latest ones that you told me about. I don't, I, you can run it off a nine volt battery. It's supposed to be a 12 volt, but I do know if you drop down below eight volts, it won't, um, push it out. So, um, Oops. I do know that. Do, do you know the exact amount on the, the one 12 volt latch? So, yeah. So there's two different ones. You can get it as a, as a, uh, six volt and you can get it as a, uh, 12 volt. Uh, the six volt one actually takes, six and a half volts for it to work, <laughs> uh, which is weird, but six. So four AA batteries wouldn't work. You'd have to use five or, or six of them, um, which is interesting, but it's less than the 12 volt one. So, right. Um, you, I think run what two, nine volts. In no, on, on that one, uh, the servo one I did on the old one that we use on the, that I did the first one. Yeah. I had two, uh, two, nine volts on that one. But the one that I've been using on my channel, I've just been running that off of one nine volt itself. The that the one that slings out that hasp. You must have the six volt one then. I thought it was a twelve volt. Is what I was using. It could be twelve. Might work. We could try it. Yeah, because I mean, I I can take uh, the the twelve volt on there and drop it right in there. So, I did notice when I was playing around with it today, working on this week's build. Um, that battery that I had been using had started running down. So um, I had to replace the battery. It was below just a little bit below eight volts and it wasn't um, pushing out the hass as, as well as I was liking it to be. Right. That one's bad. Um, so what you're talking about is this right. here. Is that um, the ones you're talking about? Uh, just finding our way. That, yeah, that the trunk latch. Yeah, I think yeah, I, that's, that's the trunk latch. To it is. And okay. so, yeah, I mean, if you, it's not hooked to anything, but if you push this here, it flings that thing eight right. feet across the room if you don't have anything to stop it. Um, but yes, this should work. I, I don't remember if this is a six or the, this is the six volt. Is that a six volt? Yeah. So here, let's go to the bill. Yours here. is a six. I, I had mine, it was a 12 volt. So I, it looks like I may need to get some six volts too. So I don't know if that is going to show up. Um, let's 
See at the very, it's six volt. Yeah, I see that. So, <clears throat> um, yeah. So, anyways, I know I ordered some six volts, and this one doesn't have anything any labeling on it, the other one, but I have several of them, but they're all in caches, right? Or builds I have in the room here. So, yeah. Um, so that is a simple way to build a uh crack the code whatever you want to do access type of cache um again you don't have to use the servo if you don't want to i just kind of added it uh on there it's a really it was really simple and in fact the code already had it it was added at the time just in case so i always just leave it in there and if i don't use it i just don't hook anything up to it um and then of course less power it's going to need now one thing i use this for so i use these for a lot of different caches um, because really just the keypad and the LCD itself, and then you have to type in a answer, uh, to a question on, you can use those on all kinds of caches. So one thing that I did was for a library cache, um, and it's, you have to bring your own batteries, but it's in a book and this oh, is the cool. exact same thing. I just don't have the, the LEDs in there. Um, and it's battery powered and obviously won't have a servo, right? It's going to be a multi-cache that has a question probably a story and you got to answer a question to the story uh in here and then it'll give you a code to maybe another part of the you know how books have the the references on the bindings right. that may give you it the may give you something i don't know the dewey decimal yeah, I, I was building that for someone yeah so that's up to them that's a cool that's um, a cool library cache yeah that'd be that'd be really really fun um do a multi-cache in a library itself and then one of my caches out there uh, and this is the one that actually is all hot glued together. It has been out for a long time. And so I have this next to a big box on a loading dock and you have to get the code to get in right here. And so this asks you a question, uh, which is in the cache page. And you, so you open this up, you have to find it, which I don't know how many people call me and said, there's no, they try and put, so ask for a five digit code to put in here and it will give you a four digit code to get into the lock. I don't uh, know how many people are trying to put five digits into a four digit lock and they call me and say, it's not working. <laughs> and I'm like, did you find the right thing? But anyways, that's one easy way to use it. Uh, and then a multi-cache. So I have this out here at a hatchery. And so the finals here, which I don't typically show the inside, but this is staged in four different areas of a hatchery um, batteries inside uh, them. And so you actually have to read the question here. You have to find it on this huge board and some of these have like 10 boards that are, you know, within 30 feet of each other. You got to go through and read each one to get the exact answer. You enter the answer in and it'll give you the lock code. So these are locking boxes. It'll give you the lock code to the next one. And so the front of each one has a number. So you have to start at number one. Uh, first stage, second stage, third stage, fourth stage, and the F is final. So That's you'll really start cool. at one, which will give you the beginning. They'll give you the lock code on the cash page to start at one and then you just kind of keep going through. Right. And I agree. It's amazing how many people don't do not read the description uh, on, on the cash page. And yeah. then of course, Eric says he found that cash that asked for the zip code. So, and then Tom's like, that's just cool. And it, it really isn't. So there's so many different options that you can do with this. Just to even start off with now. If you don't want to get into doing an Arduino or it kind of really scares you, there are other options out there um, to, to be able to do it, just a keypad to be able to do that aspect or an RFID card. And those are some, maybe some bills that we may get to later on, but there's so many different options that you can do with the Arduino in this build itself. So, and that's why we wanted to do this one. Uh, yeah. So and, and I can show something that if you don't want to, if you're not into the Arduino stuff, you're kind of afraid of it. You don't want to spend the money on it. If you want to just buy something and be done, it's not going to have LCD screen on it. Uh, you're not going to have a servo, but it'll have a locking system. You can actually go on Amazon and purchase one of these locks. And I, Derek's going to be going over these on his channel here. Yeah, in so a couple, too much, couple weeks. But you can buy one of these that actually has a lock on it. What are, Were these 16 or $22? But yeah, something like done. that. Uh, the nice thing about this is if it loses power, if you have it, because this has internal batteries, you just hook a USB to the bottom of it and it gives you power. So 
the cash owner can go in and do maintenance without having to worry about breaking in. Um, and then the way it's hooked in the back, you can actually extend uh, the wires. Um, so that is up to you on what you want to do with that. But Derek will be going over these, same with some, some RFID ones that I showed in one of my other boxes uh, yeah. on his channel here sometime soon. So, yeah, we do a lot right. of crossover stuff uh, between Gadget Talk and there. Uh, we're always talking, okay, what are you doing this time? Or what? So, we're, so we try and kind of bounce off of each other as we're doing different stuff. So, but yeah. Yeah. A lot of different things. Exactly. Now, I do want to remember, remind you that on the, if you go to cash, uh, geocache talk, crack the code, uh, forward slash crack the code, the links to the parts are on there, on the site there as well. And these are affiliate links and whatever you do, and when you click on it, it will help the channel out. So we continue to do these builds as well. Uh, so we greatly appreciate that. Um, so, and he's asking, what are the, what are they called? Uh, are you referring to, are you referring to the, um, the keypad or the RFID card reader? Um, if so, um, just let, let me know. Um, I will be finding having those, like I said, uh, on our channel here. And there may be a special show coming up toward beginning of next month that we may have some extra stuff on there too. Yes. So. Uh, one more thing to go over here since we have a couple minutes is if you want to make it more of a permanent cache, but you don't want to solder, um, you can use these connectors here. So you can actually buy these cables that are pre-crimped. So I, you can buy them in a big pack. Um, I'll just pull one out. And these are these are really long, but they have a pre-crimp on them. You can okay. see it. Yep, see it. The wire. And then you just have to buy the male or female ends, or the well, the female ends on these. But you can buy these in male, female. And then you just have to figure out, so if my servo is going to take three pins, say, so you can buy these in... Lots of different sizes. So I have several packs of these that say 10, 8, 6. They go right. down 4, 2, you know, all kinds. Um, these actually will pop right in. Sorry, I had to look at it. They'll actually slide <laughs> right in and pop in. Yeah. Backwards. And those being pre-soldered. So much or pre and so much better than actually trying to do those. I so have they don't the crimper. Come out. I have the crimper and it's a pain in the rear to try and crimp those things. Right. Yeah, and I have the crimper too. And I I decided to start buying wires. So that's in there permanently. And so if you have them all in the same row and you need to replace uh uh the servo or this, the screen, these just slide right on. And you just got to pull that off, get a new screen, and pop it on. Everything stays in the same correct wiring position. And so it's kind of a fun, easy way to, if you don't want to do a bunch of soldering, to make a cache right. and then make it changeable or maintenance on it. So, but yeah, the crimping, you can see the male and female ends in here. Um, they're, it's not my favorite thing to do. Right. No, I completely understand. It's not mine either. That's what I, I did on those LEDs to make them work in that breadboard. Okay. Oh, and then also, if you push in on the pin here, it will actually allow you to pull the wire back out. So it's not permanent. Oh, that's good. Yeah, because otherwise, I mean, once I have, once you put it in there, they're in there forever. Um, so, yeah, that, that's really cool. Um, to just finding our way, I'm checking on my browser real quick. I see it's up on mine. Um, I'm not sure about the the Bravo browser um, or Brave browser, so um, I am checking to see if I can pull it up on my on my phone. So that's why I'm looking down. I'm actually typing in the website real quick onto the, my phone to see if I can see it there. Yeah. So, but yeah, for Roomba. the build list, that's funny that uh, Roomba Cats thinks he can actually build an Arduino cache now. I, I think. Well, <laughs> Yeah, I think you could build one before. <laughs> I think so too. Because yeah. I mean, it's it's really cool. Now, build an Arduino Arduino cache underneath a rock. There you go. Yes, someone did so, that recently. A listener. Oh, cool. So, um, so yeah. So, um, just finding our way. I pulled it up on my phone, and I do have the links there as well. Um, and it may take it a little bit 
to come up. I don't know because the, sometimes different browsers take a little bit for everything to link in, seems like, but they should, you should be able to see those come in there um, pretty soon. Yeah. Perfect. Well, again, if any, anybody has a, a question, um, make sure the emails at the gadget talk podcast at gmail.com. If you want to see any type of disp- uh, certain type of cash built, more Arduino stuff, less Arduino stuff, you know, more creative containers, um, even a certain guest, let us know. Um, yep. You know, we're, we're up for anything. We're here to hopefully yep. entertain you guys and teach everybody here, um, you know, how to make creative um, fun caches. Oh, yeah. And you can also tag us, uh, uh, tag uh, Chad at Bounce Bounce 8 at, on Instagram. Or you can tag uh, Gadget Talk Podcast as well on any of your builds that you've done. Uh, we'd really love to see those on there. And so that that there may be, who knows, we're working out some different ideas, some different prizes that maybe we might see. A kind of little hint, hint. Uh, if you do one of these builds and you share it with us, there may be something coming up uh, for you. And then also, Chad, what do we have planned toward the end of the month? Uh, so t- towards the end of the month, um, we're going to do another build. Now, we're, we're debating whether to go from Arduino to a creative cache build. Or do we stick with Arduino? Because um, we want to make it fun for everybody, entertaining for everybody. If someone is not into Arduinos and that's all we do, you know, that's it's, you know, it's not entertaining for a lot of people. And so we want to keep make sure we keep the listeners entertained. Um, so we're trying to f- find the best of both worlds for everybody, uh, that we can. So we haven't decided yet. We, I thought about again, doing the RFID reader concept to this or doing something else. In fact, you know what we'll do is we'll do a couple different creative caches. Let's Dan? do the, the RFI or the, uh, read switch in a pipe. That okay. Yeah, about that sounds really cool. Yeah. With the LEDs. And then uh, that's not going to take too long. So I'm going to throw a couple other surprises in there uh, for us as well. So it'll be a fun. So it's going to be, a, so it's going to be a mixed bag. Uh, Dan uh, Chuck and Miller says he would love to see some 3d printed caches that we yeah, can do. I, I just got done printing this uh, to, or the what's pre, it called? The, uh, the preform pre-form pre- drop. And I actually was thinking the reason why I printed this just now and, and I think Dan actually has a 3D printer now. Yeah, um, he does. I think that's why so he wants to do some of these. Hopefully it's not <laughs> a secret from his wife because she probably knows now. Um, I was actually thinking that this would actually could release the preform. So you could actually combine a simple keypad system ah, with a preform. Yes. Right? And so you'd actually have a preform that would pop out of a birdhouse or whatever you want. Um, with that's the, a So you wouldn't idea. have to go through the whole Arduino thing. So... Um, that is actually why I started printing this one up. Um, but this works with the servo. So in fact, what we just did, what we just made, um, the servo on it actually will work with this preform. So, you know what, maybe what we'll do on the, the end of the month is I'll just build one up and show everybody that as well. So Dan says, uh, his wife bought it for him. Oh, good. Lucky guy. Yeah. Lucky guy. Nice. Good wife. Yeah. (laughs) I just, my wife's like, you just, I'm going to, she knows I'm just going to buy whatever I want anyway. So she doesn't try it. <laughs> it's always Christmas. Oh yeah. I'm in the market for oh. one too. Anybody send me recommendations of which ones I should get um, to get a 3d printer. I'm always in the market for gadgets and stuff and to expand what we're, we are doing. Uh, so just kind of making a lot more fun of different things as well. So, yeah. So send me an email. You can do that to uh, Derek at behind the cash dot com um, or just send it to chad at behind at what is it gadget talk <laughs> podcast yeah. at gmail and he'll get it to me as well so yeah it's just either place just send us as on like i said i'm always looking for new ideas and new toys and so my my wife says i have a gear addiction so but hey smash that like button uh give us a thumbs up on wherever you're watching i greatly appreciate it um so I'm looking now. I'm really looking forward to the end of the month because of the mixed bag gadget cache that we're going to be talking about. All the different ones from the LEDs and some all the other stuff. So I hope you've all enjoyed tonight. Any final words, Chad? No. Uh, send us the information you have it. Uh, if you have it, you know of anything you want to see, any guests, you know, anything you want pictures of a build you've done, we'd love to share it uh, on the show or on our Instagram page. 
um, you know, we're, we're always out there to, um, to try and help spread good cash builders information. You know, I, yes. I don't mind putting that out there in your cash code. Um, and, uh, you know, that's, I think that's kind of what we're here for as, as well as teaching you, hopefully teaching you how to build, yep. uh, creative, creative caches. So yeah, send us the information. All right. And like I said, we're just, we're really here and I'm just going to springboard off of what Chad said. We're here to help you to create these creative caches, give you ideas. Uh, and you can see what we love seeing how they, these ideas evolve. Uh, because I think there's more and more creative caches being put out there and because a lot of people are getting tired of just the run of the mill LPC and all that aspect of it. LPCs could be cool. I would, here's what I'd love to see a creative LPC with an Arduino, something like that would be kind of cool. I don't know. Maybe you lift it up and it, uh, have a read switch on there somehow. And it, fires off a code i don't know something that'd be kind of cool um but that would yeah, be something you know, you know it'd be kind of fun is if we could put a challenge out there every month and have listeners send in something for a prize if they can send in uh, their challenge you know we can pick a winner i don't know because that'd be a fun hey, one to do yeah that would be fun I, I like that so hey new prize and i don't know what would maybe one of the prizes be um something like that We'll have to see. Um, either that or, well, it'll be something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? So maybe a gadget talk coin or we'll figure out something. But that, I I like that idea. Chad, you're just full of ideas today. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Because I got so, all four hours of sleep last night. That's awesome. I think you might got more than I did. So, yeah. all right. Well, everybody, thanks for joining us. And we look forward to seeing you at the end of the month for the, the build. Now, remember, if you need the code, uh, give us a, send us an email at the gadget talk podcast at gmail.com. That's where that is. And if you want to get the parts list, that's at geocachetalk.com forward slash crack the code. And you'll be able to get the parts list right there on there. So thanks for joining us tonight. And we will see you at the end of the month.